Welcome to a Catalyst for Change podcast, where we are a catalyst to inspire compassion among people, promote collaboration with leaders, and build capacity for programming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Catalyst for Change podcast. We're so grateful that you chose to join us today. Our show is hosted by Support After Abortion. Support After Abortion aims to end the demand for abortion by healing those who have been impacted. We do that through three core pillars. We are here to inspire compassion, help people really understand the hurt and pain after abortion. We're here to build our collaboration. We have partners like the one we're going to interview today all over the world who are looking to grow and elevate their training platform. And we ultimately want to grow the capacity of programs across the globe so that we can serve the millions of men and women hurting after after abortion. My name is Lisa Rowe, and I am the CEO of Support After Abortion, and I have the honor and privilege of serving as the host today for our show. I'm joined with Sylvia Blakely. She is the founder of Arise Daughters, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to her today. Hi, Sylvia. Hey, Lisa. Good to see you. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, I'm so grateful that you said yes to being one of my guests because we have just one of those experiences that you just can't make up, right? I mean, Sylvia, you attended our last virtual conference and I just kept seeing your name, seeing your name and everyone. And that wasn't, that wasn't the consistent experience I was having with leaders. They would come to certain ones and that's okay. That's what the conference was, was about, but you came to every single one. And I was like, I need to connect with this woman. (laughs) So anyway, would you introduce yourself to our viewers and we'll talk a little bit more about what we've we've kind of been able to experience together. Sure, sure. My name is Sylvia Blakely and I am the founder of AriseDaughter.org and it is meant to be an online platform for women who have experienced some level of healing but would also like to go through maybe more intense and deeper healing uh, training and also launching ministries. So we are excited to be partnering with Support After Abortion. I fangirled you. I just have to be honest, um, because when I saw an organization uh, just jump out there and speak so boldly for women who have been through the abortive process, I thought I just have to join my yeah. I just have to join my wagon to theirs. Wherever they're going, I want to go. So yeah, I did fangirl you quite a bit. But you know, the first two conferences were just amazing, and the content was so rich. So for someone like me who was just getting started in November, it was like it was like almost a master's class for me, right? So I'm just taking notes on every presenter and, uh, and I've been trying to reach out actually to some of those presenters so that I can find out how they do what they do with excellence. And again, since we're just getting started, I think I can learn from everyone. So I'm just excited to be here today and to share some of the ideas that we have um, just getting started with uh, arisedaughter.org. And that's what I was so attracted to for you is that you were so humble and so open to say, I know I have a passion in my heart to serve women who have been hurt by abortion and other areas of their life, yet I don't have all the tools in my toolbox yet. Can you help me? And humbly came forward and said, I don't know, what what can I do? And so uh, talk to us a little bit, bit about the ministry that was birthed, Arise Daughters, and kind of where you feel like the Lord is leading you. So in April, I finished up uh, Forgiven and Set Free uh, by Linda Cochran, which was an amazing study. 
And that got me um, thinking in my heart, Lord, I'm, you know, I've been on the sidelines for quite a bit. I was working actually with a, a pregnancy resource center in Ohio for a number of years doing abstinence education. But I knew that um, even though I had been forgiven, I knew that there was some freedom that that was still waiting for me. And so when I finally made that decision this year to hear Holy Spirit's call and say, Sylvia, go through this very grueling, very, you know, uh, intense process and go ahead and get the freedom that you need. I came out like on fire, running down the street with my hair on, you know, just going, God, what do you have for me? And so he began to upload, upload, upload all summer. And then I came across the Support After Abortion Conference in July. And he said, I want you to listen for what's not there. And I want you to build me a house that entails some of the things that you're not hearing yet with some of the other presenters. And one of the big ideas that he gave me was to come up with a, uh, an artist's room. So in my head, this, this uh, arisedaughter.org uh, platform has a lot of rooms. And one of the rooms is an artist's room. And that's a place where people can come who are healing through the abortive process and want to be able to deposit poems, testimonies, paintings. And that was a little unique. And so that caught the eye, the eye of one of the other presenters. Um, in the room. And so she contacted me and said, Sylvia, what, what do you mean? You know, what do you want to do with this? And so I've co-opted her now and she's, <laughs> she's actually going to be administrating that, that area. And as a matter of fact, she's going to be presenting for us uh, next week. So, you know, that was one unique area. And another thing was um, to be able to help women who, again, have been through some level of healing and aren't quite sure if they're ready for the next step. And there's so many next steps, right? I feel like a lot of us feel like we have to be completely healed before we can serve the kingdom of God. And we know that that's not so, right? We're not going to get that complete healing until we're in his arms. So, you know, along the way, what can we be doing? How can we be using our time as we're getting healed, as we're getting trained, we're on the mission field, can we work? And so those are the three areas that he's really asked me to focus in on. What are some other deeper healings? And I know you guys have one that's really, really, you know, interesting because it gets to some of the foundational issues like traumas in our past, you know, and, and sometimes that's what those abortion, um, uh, um, you know, healing programs bring up. You know, there's always something underneath something else, right? So what other healings might be out there that women might want to go through or men? Um, and where might you want to be trained? You know, if God is speaking to you about a ministry, what other trainings might you need to be able to do that with excellence? And then where on the mission field can you serve? You know, everybody's not going to be a public speaker necessarily, but many will be excellent on an online chat room um, in terms of showing love and unconditional forgiveness and compassion to women who have just had an abortion. Um, and so now that I'm in some of those rooms, I can see what some of the needs are, you know, a lot of these organizations just need people who are willing to be there on a consistent basis for women who are needing somebody to talk to. So there's so many different avenues and, and places where people can serve. And so I'm just excited about, because, you know, God's the limit on that, right? We have no idea where he's going to want us to go with our, with our mm -hmm. ministry. So just so excited to see where all he's going to take us with that. This is such an example for our viewers to see exactly how when we work collaboratively, we grow our capacity because I don't feel threatened by what you're saying. Support after abortion is excited about what you're doing. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. And Sylvia, it, it hurts my heart because as I look at the history of the, of the abortion healing movement, there's only a few people that I have felt real collaboration with. And so, and that's not to speak against the, 
the movement, but I, I feel like the history of the movement has made everybody fight and fight hard and fight strong. And so when new people enter in and new things, it creates this kind of like, I'm not sure I'm willing to change what I've been doing or connect with people that I don't know because I've been burned in the past and all sorts of things. So so I just want to commend you for trusting the Lord and saying yes to the call on your life and creating space for that unique person who wants to connect in that way and yeah. make it available. I think we're all force multipliers and I don't think we know that, you know, but look whose example we have to follow, Lisa. Oh my gosh, Jesus, you know, he was the, he was the original and the best force multiplier out there. You know, what are some of the things that he did to get people? He invited them. He was welcoming. You know, he was open, right? So we have to do that as well. I think it's really important that we don't put our up our silo and, you know, keep what we've developed to ourselves. I think um, branding is great, but I think it's really important that we make sure that it's not exclusionary. And so I'm, I'm really, really... Um, cognizant about that. I think the other thing is we have to make sure that we are dispensing hope. You know, hope is one of those things where um, you can grab onto that and you can get, you can, you can weather a lot of storms if you know somebody has hope for your future. And so Jesus did that. You know, he was, he was a great hope dispenser and he gave people an opportunity to see what a potential future in faith with him would be like. And so, you know, it's like, okay, that's easy. Um, and then we're also empowered with Holy Spirit, right? He's given us the power to help heal. We are the healers. We are Jesus with skin on. So as we are empowered with Holy Spirit, we take on that power, right? We are able to help do his work in terms of healing women, healing men. Um, and again, hopefully in prevention, that's really the key thing. But the healing is what we've been asked to do by Holy Spirit. So let's get out there and do that. Um, I think the other thing that is really big for me is offering community. Um, a place and a space where people can rest. You know, I almost see AriseDaughter.org as also an oasis. Um, even for some leaders, I've got a couple people now that come to our refresh meetings and they said, this is just a place where we can feel refreshed, where we can get recharged and rejuvenated. And that's exactly what I was hoping it would be. So, you know, we come, we speak life over each other, um, just like Jesus did, you know, and, and then we send you out and we don't say, hey, this is a club where you can hang out, you know, you can hang out once a month, that's good, but we're going to speak life over your goals, once that Jesus has given you, and we're going to help you get out there and just, you know, attack, you know, on all fronts for you, and we're going to be praying for you, and we're going to be lifting you up throughout that, so I feel like we're just following the model that Jesus has put forth, and, and it would be great if we all could do that, but maybe, I don't know, it's, it, it is, it gets to be very um, personal for some of the, I'm finding for some of the um, organizations that they just want to kind of close off what they're doing. And I think that there's a danger in that, right? Because we're not discipling. That means we're not multiplying. We're just comfortable and we don't want to be comfortable. And that ladies and gentlemen is why she is our guest today and why I was so inspired by our call together because this is so fruitful, life-giving, exciting, energizing. And it's, it's, there's no thumb there. It's the sky's the limit. God has so much in store. And I feel like that is exactly what we need in the abortion healing movement is we need to get people inspired and, and excited and then equip them and then join forces. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
So <laughs> Sylvia, bring me back. You're getting, you're a nurse by trade. If I remember I am, correctly, I am. Yes. You're getting ready to enter into this group in April of 2020 and you find yourself in this group. How did you get there? And what was your experience? So I have to tell you, Lisa, that was a 20 year journey. So I must've really been just crawling on my knees, right? Because it took me that long between the time that I'd asked for forgiveness in 2001. And, you know, I think when you're, when you've um, been through a process, you know, of forgiveness, you feel like you really, you know, okay, thank you, God, you've given me more than I could have ever expected. You don't know that there's more, you know, so I had no idea that there was a post abortive healing process, none. So when I walked into uh, my church that I belong to now, Life, uh, Life Church, and they had a support for um, one of the pregnancy resource centers in Tampa area. Um, I just kept seeing them show up at, at some of the women's conferences. And, and I watched some of the women from my church boldly stand next to the post-abortive um, recovery table. And I'm thinking, wow, these women are really bold. You know, they're identifying with this movement. What, you know, and I know these women, these are fantastic women. Where did they get this freedom to do that? And so, you know, I slipped over one day and just grabbed a card and kind of tucked it away. And then in October of 2019, the Lord began to talk to me and he said, listen, I know you've, you know, you've done some things in, in, the, in the ministry with sisterhood and you've been a leader, but I need you to put that down now. And of course I questioned, <laughs> like, okay, Lord, what, what's next? Because I thought this is where you've always wanted me is in women's ministry. And he says, I do, but I need you to do something different with it. So I said, okay, so I resigned from my position with uh, sisterhood and I talked to our, our lead pastor and I said, I think God has something new for me. And I think it's in re abortion recovery. And she was so supportive. She said, Sylvia, you don't know how many women are gonna be touched when they see you stand up boldly for this issue. She said, we, I'm sure we've got just, you know, hundreds of women probably in this congregation that have been through this process. She said, so I fully support you. Go do what God asked you to do. So then I went through the process of healing, came out in April. And like I said, I was just on fire. And so God just said to me, Sylvia, this is where you stand out. You know, this is where I've put you. You are a glue. You are a connector. You are the person that will call other people and say, hey, what about this with that? And I try not to be um, um, driven by ego in it. You know, like you said, it's, it's just about what is God trying to do through me? not what is Sylvia trying to do. So uh, as I try to stay humble in that and just continue to connect people, it's just been a, it's been a tremendous journey so far, Lisa. And again, I just officially launched in November. So <laughs> and your, journey. Journey. Yeah. your journey, your journey is, is so symbolic so of what we see in the, in the movement. A lot of women are holding on to the grief process where they haven't fully grieved. And I say holding on because you don't know what you don't know, but exactly. you, you let it go or you think you've let it go, go, but you said it earlier, healing is a process and there's all sorts of layers, but your, your story is so common 20 mm -hmm. years later, right. Mm -hmm. That we begin to fully embrace and, and experience the actual full abortion healing piece of things. And yeah. I love what you said, Sylvia, and I want you to kind of dissect that for us. When you got that check in your spirit, like how do these ladies do this? Mm. Talk to our viewers. Maybe somebody's experienced something very similar to you and 
walked through like a healing session in a prayer group or whatnot, but they still like the word abortion comes up or they hear that baby cry or like you, you see your friends and go, how's she doing that? Like, tell me what you kind of like, you know, witnessed in your own, you know, processing. Thank you for asking me that because I did. I want to back up just a little bit. You know, I said I asked for forgiveness in 2001 and I did. I moved to a new town and I started working for a pregnancy resource center. And at that time, they didn't have a, a post-abortive recovery. So even though I was I was upfront about the fact that I had an abortion, I didn't have a session to go through to help heal at that time. So I thought, well, I'll do what I do best as a nurse. I'm an educator as well. So I said, I'll work on the abstinence side because I'm always about as, you know, as much as I can be about prevention as well. So I would travel to six different counties and speak to high schoolers and middle schoolers about STIs and all of the gross things that go along with sex before marriage and, you know, what's getting really good response. But I also noticed that when I would go back to the PRC, I couldn't walk into the ultrasound room. I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't do the counseling for women who were coming in and were abortive minded. And that started me thinking, what is going on that, that I as a nurse and an educator can't do that? So that was my first check in my spirit, honestly, Lisa, that something wasn't quite together. And then I started having meltdowns on Mother's Day. Every Mother's Day, you know, the church would ask you to stand up and I would not want to stand up, you know, and all of my godchildren in church, no, Sister Sylvia is what they called me. Sister Sylvia, no, stand up. We love you. You are a surrogate mom, da, da, da. And I never felt that. I never felt that. And so that was another check in my spirit. Something's not quite right. So then when I saw these women stand up so boldly and say, hey, there's something else for you. And Holy Spirit confirmed that. Then, I, then yes, I was ready then. Because I think I allowed that um, denial to start to break down. And that's really, really important. So yes, I would definitely say to women, when you're feeling those triggers still happening in your spirit, go deeper. There's another layer of healing that the Lord wants for you. And it's going to be okay. I'm telling you, Lisa, he broke me down to the atomic level. When I tell you this, it was not a joke, you know, and I went through uh, that and a marriage recovery program at the same time. And I said to Holy Spirit, I this, you, you think I can handle this? And he was like, yes, guess what? They're going to go together. And I was like, whoa. So every night I would come home from my abortion recovery group, my husband began to be able to be there truly for me because he understood what I was going through because we were going through the marriage recovery piece as well. So, you know, God has so much more for us than we can ever, ever imagine. I just say, just be quiet. Listen to Holy Spirit. He's telling you something in the way that you're acting or reacting to situations. And there's something for you out there to help you. So good. So I can't take credit for what I'm about to say. I was listening to Elevation Church online yesterday and Pastor Stephen Furtick said this. He said, you know, there is something to be said about new levels, new devils. But he said, I want to challenge you with this thought. New levels, same devils. And what you just said is exactly that, right? It's not that the, the the enemy gets creative and starts to like get us in a new and different way. He uses the same tactics. It just looks different to us because we're in a new season. Yeah. And that's what I feel like what you just shared is that it didn't ever go away. It was there. It, it showed up in the ultrasound room. It showed up when you got that trigger from the booth. And so this idea that you said, like I was in denial, like I took it yeah. to the level that I could, 
we have to be in tune with that when we're beginning our healing journey, because we can only do healing in so many levels. I mean, it sounds like you needed your husband in that capacity to really be Mm -hmm. where you were. And so timing is everything. I get it. But for you to have had the understanding at the time, now looking back, hindsight's always 2020, but hopefully this message reaches that woman who says, that's me. You know, I, I can relate like, that's right. I'm, I'm experiencing that. And this is your aha moment that it's the same devil. And he, and God is trying to get you to this new level, but until you release that denial and go through full healing, you're not going to have the tools to fight that same devil. Ah, oh, goodness. That's such a good message. That's a good word. That's a good word, Lisa. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like we feel like we have to have every tool in the box to stand up and do something. I mean, I was not yet healed, but I, I you know, in my work as an abstinence educator, I did, I, I was able to excel in that because that was the piece that I was ready for. Right. You right. know, and he's not going to give you what you're not yet equipped for. So I was equipped to do that. And, you know, to the extent that it touched young people and they chose not to have sex or it delayed their sexual activity, whatever. Yes. Now he's equipped me for another season. And so, yes, that equipping is going to happen the whole time. The minute you say yes to God. And that's really what it is. Right. And that's always our our issue is surrendering and being obedient, surrendering Mm -hmm. and being obedient. He'll do the rest of it. I promise you he'll do the rest. So good. So Sylvia, if somebody's listening and they're like, that's exactly what I've been looking for, or there's some element of what you've shared that they want to connect with you, how might they go about that? Well, they can log on to arisedaughter.org. We are a web-based platform and we have lots of different people who are waiting for you to just come on board, uh, get involved somehow. You can just poke around the website. You won't break anything. It's okay. Uh, we've got a couple of different groups that are just getting started. We're excited about uh, Arise Artists is one group. And uh, that's an opportunity for you to just share through your creative process what the healing for you has been like um, and to share in a creative community about that. We meet once a month and uh, we have a meeting coming up February 11th with one of our founding members. And she's going to be presenting a beautiful uh, set of, of paintings that she did during the, she's calling it her COVID season. Um, you know, where you just felt like she was just, she was just locked in and she was, she was present with God and he, he gave her these, these paintings. So I would highly encourage you guys to be a part of that. Um, Arise Artists is one, Arise Advocates is another one. And that's a group that is going to be dedicated to being out on the front lines. Um, I recently joined a, um, one of the post-abortive um, recovery groups online and so, you know, I get a chance to speak into the lives of women who have just had abortions, um, you know, who are actually actively taking the pill as we're talking to them, um, you know, and, and, and the, I can tell you that work, you have to be, you know, you have to be healed to a certain uh, extent, I think, because the triggers are tremendous on a group like that. Um, but, you know, again, if Holy Spirit has led you that way, that's great. You know, maybe you're one that's just going to write letters and I'm just saying just, but that's a huge thing. If you wrote your representative and told them how important this issue was to you and another 20,000 women did the same thing in Florida, what kind of difference could we make? You know, I think there were 70,000 abortions in the state of Florida, something like that in 2018, 70,000. That's a lot. You know, we can make a, we can make a difference in the state that we're in right now by letter writing, by campaigning, by, by being there on the front lines with, with our representatives. 
through compassion, through care, through love, not through condemnation. I am not one that thinks condemnation works because the Bible says that. <laughs> there is therefore now no condemnation, but we can do it through love and compassion, right, Lisa? I mean, that's what this is all about. We need to show a new paradigm for the pro-life movement. And I think that's how we're gonna do it is through love and compassion and care. Yes. Yeah. And I love what you just said about a new paradigm with four generations of abortions now being legalized in our country. That means great grandma is now watching her great granddaughter have an abortion and all four generations have likely experienced abortion because we know generational patterns of behavior exist in the abortion experience. We know that that could be upwards of 120 million people hurting after abortion. We know that one out of four women before the age of 45 will have an abortion. And so we are talking about millions and millions of people needing help. And although our current movement is doing what it can with pregnancy tests and ultrasounds and meeting those immediate needs, if we don't break the cycle, shift the paradigm, like you said, create a culture of healing, we are going to continue to have lots of people who have a way bigger voice than us advocates on the sidelines, like parents, like significant others, like sisters and brothers and aunts and all sorts of things, yeah. be able to speak into the life of the new and the next generation. And until we shift that, um, we're going to be, that's what we're contending with, right? We think we're contending with society, but Mm. it's not as much society as it is our own families at times or the people that our lives are revolving around. So I love that you get that. Um, one question I had Sylvia is all of the groups online, um, if they wanted to join. Oh yes. So they just have to go to arisedaughter.org. Um, the, the groups are private in that you have to join as a member, um, to be a part of them. And that's just so that we keep a lot of the outside chatter, um, you know, and that we stay focused on what the mission is, but to just be a part of arisedaughter.org, just come on over. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we have an opportunity to speak again as a group once a month, we call it our refresh meetings. And that's our time to get together, to speak life over each other, vision cast, um, look at what's working and what isn't form a, a group of women who are ready to have those tough conversations. Lisa, I think that's so important. We have to start with our families and people who are like-minded in our movement, but maybe just are going about things in a way that's not productive. I'm not gonna say wrong, but maybe not as productive as they would like, right? So crossing those aisles and getting those people together in, you know, in conversation and safe spaces to say, hey, you know, maybe let's lead with a conversation of grace, you know, one that's giving and responsible and active and you know, caring and compassionate and empathetic, you know, maybe we can train you to help do that. So then that way you sound as if you're coming off as somebody who really cares about the person, even, you know, more than you care about the issue. And I think people need to know that you care about them before they'll start to change their minds. So that's part of it as well, you know, and then we want to do new and and crazy cool things, you know, Um, we want to reach that next gen, hashtag next gen, you know, we want to raise up a whole cadre of people who are ready to do life work. You know, um, there's TikTok. I don't know anything about TikTok, but I bet you your children do, you know, and maybe some of the grands that you're talking about do, you know, can we have a TikTok for life group? You know, I don't know. It, how many how many millions of kids could that reach? You know, um, what about maybe commissioning a work that is going to speak like, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Uncle Tom's Cabin, right? Harriet Beach's show. <laughs> 
right? She addressed the, the moral evils of the, of the day through a narrative fiction. Who, who out there could do that for the pro-life movement? I bet you there's somebody. I bet you if it was a commissioned work, we could get it done. Who knows? You know, so it's all of these ideas and things that we are we are cultivating at AriseDaughter.org to say, hey, you know somebody who might know somebody who might know somebody who's ready to jump in. And this might be the way they can do it. Maybe they can't stand up with a placard, but maybe they can get in an online chat room and very quietly speak lovingly to a young woman. Maybe they can write that play. Um, I, I would just want to share something which was very disturbing from my heart. Last year, this this time, there was a group that put together an art installation called Abortion is Normal. And not to give them voice, but I just wanted to use this as an example. 50 artists came together with um, paintings and poetry to say that abortion is an okay thing. That's artists doing that. We, we need a response in an artistic way. You know, we really do because art is gonna to speak to people in a way differently than other, than other mediums can. So there is so much we can do out there, Lisa, to help get the message across that life is precious from the womb to the tomb. And where do you fit into that? And how would you like to develop that? That's what arisedaughter.org is there for to help you develop those ideas. Amen, sister. I am so proud of you. I am so proud to be connected with you. Our ministry is so excited for you. And Sylvia, I know the sky's the limit and this isn't the last time. I, I want to come back to the TikTok. I want to come back to the artists. I want to come back to all of that. So we just don't have enough time today. So we'll, we'll yeah. pick this conversation up another Excellent. time. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, that sounds so exciting, Lisa. And just God bless you guys again for being yes. that tip. That's really, you know, because you're going to get a lot of you're going to get a lot of negativity. I know, you know, and, mm -hmm. and but that's part of this process, right? So God has equipped you guys, especially to withstand those arrows. And I just love you guys so much. And thank you so much for this forum, because it's going to reach so many people. Um, and there's going to be something for everybody in the movement. So I'm excited to see where, where you guys go as well. This is, it's just a good time. It's a good Absolutely. time. <laughs> yeah. So if you're like Sylvia and you want to learn more, maybe your organization is just getting started or you're ready to shift, we would love to join forces with you. Visit our website at supportafterabortion.com and let's connect. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, you are not alone. Contact us today at supportafterabortion.com. If you were inspired by today's message, we welcome you to join the conversation by following us on Facebook or Instagram.